the blame game. Hi, welcome back to my podcast. I'm Zoya, your host, and you're listening to The Black Sprout. This week, we'll be talking about gaslighting. I'm going to start off with like a definition. So psychologists use the term gaslighting to refer to a specific type of manipulation where the manipulator is trying to get someone else or a group of people to question their own reality, memory, or perception. And it's always a serious problem, according to psychologists, right? Um, Gaslighting can happen in in interpersonal relationships. So basically like... um, relationship between two people are dating, like you and your significant other. Uh, And it could be a phrase like, you're being so sensitive in a situation where like, they did something that hurt your feelings. And then they're trying to like flip the blame on you. Or like, let's say you um, like, let's say, for instance, your significant other cheated on you. And then earlier that day, you were late. Um, later than the time they told you, like you said, hey, I'm going to be home at six. And then they weren't home at six. And then you were like, oh my gosh, like you lied to me. And you're like, you literally cheated on me. <laughs> like, what? I'm confused. Um, so we're also, we also see gaslighting um, with people who are in public positions of power, right? So Donald Trump, this isn't debatable. <laughs> he gaslights. Um So how did we see this? He did this by preying on the public's vulnerability when it came to access to information in the media. And then he would use words like alternative facts um, when people would literally prove him wrong. Like there, (laughs) I swear there was that Donald whatever guy um, and worked for like, was working on the Hill and he would like fact check everything Donald Trump was saying. It's like, you're constantly being proven that like what you're saying is a lie. And then you'd be like, it's alternative facts. No, baby, you're, it's, it's also called a lie. It's, it's a lie. <laughs> there's, there's not really alternative facts. There's lying. Okay, do you remember when Trump told people that he, it looked like a million or a million and a half people were at his inauguration and only 250,000 people attended. Now, in his defense, he did say it looked like a million people and I am not great with math. <laughs> and so I often think numbers are numbers that they're not. However, he is the president of the United States, and I would hope he is a little bit better than that. Um, But we're going to talk about gaslighting more in a sociological stance. So it's rooted in inequalities, in like social inequalities, and those are things like gender or race or class, right? And it's because of the mobilization of institutions Big words, big words we know. But basically, it's because these institutions like um, the health field or law that they have, um, they have so much power and effect in our lives. And because of those institutions and the stereotypes that certain groups are given, there's an unequal power balance. So let's give an example. There's a stereotype for women, for instance, that they're overly emotional, that they just cry, they exaggerate, they're dramatic, um, they're weak, they're all these things. And if we have systems and laws built in place with that knowledge, you can prey on those laws and, and use it against them, right? So we gaslight women when it comes to sexual assault. A woman is sexually assaulted and we don't say, oh my goodness, how could this horrible thing happen to you? We say, what were you wearing? 
because somehow what you were wearing had an effect on the action and that somehow what you're wearing equals the reaction you're getting, right? Somebody cheats on you and you were late. They're not equal to each other. Um, sexual assault and you wearing a shirt that shows your boobies, like that's not equal to each other. So part of the Criminal Domestic Violence Act as of 2015, um, gaslighting was introduced. Like it's literally in legislation because it's that serious. Like, you know, we, we often use the word very flippantly and like it's a joke and it's like, oh, they're gaslighting or they gaslit me or they're like, oh my gosh, these young people always love to use these new words, gaslighting. And it's like, no, 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 legislation was put in place because people needed it. Domestic violence, and and honestly, it's because um, gaslighting it comes from like the patriarchy and white supremacy that like no wonder it would have an effect in like domestic violence, because it's about power and a power dynamic, right? Someone you're exerting your power over someone else, who they maybe do what you want, or like they stay, or who who knows? There's tons of like reasons. Um, and there's been more than 300 people who've been charged with this offense. So gaslighting is legit, baby. It is legit. And I, I was reading like these articles and they're basically saying it's really because of these social factors. So how powerful the health industry is, for instance, like um, we know that black women will go to the doctors and they'll be like, hey, like I'm feeling this. And the doctors will be like, no, you're not. Like, no, 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 no. it's not that painful. They're like, no, 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 you're like, it's not... And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> it is. I'm sorry, I literally have a story. So when I was in like ninth grade, I tore my ACL. Um, and so I injured myself during this basketball game and I couldn't walk, I could barely walk. And my coach at first had been like, oh my gosh, like your, your ankle, like it looks fine, like your ankle's fine. And I was like, it's not my ankle, it's my knee, I can't walk. And they were like, no, you're fine. Like, you, what do you mean you can't walk? And I'm like, it's like rolling out of place. Like, I swear, like I can't walk. And they're like, you're fine, you're fine. But we obviously sat on the bench. Went home, told my mother. She was like, okay, we need to go to the ER. I head to the ER. We go. The nurse checks me out. The doctor comes in and he's like, you pulled something. I said, doctor, respectfully. No, I'm joking. I didn't pull anything. I've pulled things before. There's something wrong with my knee. You know, this often happens. I'm like, I'm like are you experiencing pain? I was like, no, I'm not experiencing pain. But I am telling you that like what you're telling me is like, not it. I've literally pulled things before. I can't even feel my knee at this point. It's not a pull. Something isn't right. No, no, no. And then my mom had kind of been like, well, could we get maybe an uh, x-ray? And they're like, well, we'll do that. But she pulled something and they put me in like an immobilizer. And then uh, we get a call like months later, because I've been in an immobilizer for like, I said months later. It's not months. That's incorrect. But it was like a couple weeks later because um, it was around Christmas time. And the guy called and he's like, hey, um, I just want to give you the results of the x-ray and I wanted to make sure that I gave it to you before Christmas because it's kind of serious. And he's like, you tore your ACL and your meniscus and you know, yada, 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 bunch of information. Power imbalance. The doctor held more power in the situation than I did by telling me what had happened, what I was feeling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like doctors are supposed to diagnose you, but they're also supposed to diagnose you right. <laughs> And he was like, I literally was telling him, I'm like, no. And you know what's so crazy? The nurse had piped up a little bit and had been like, actually, I, the doctor gave her one swift look, power imbalance, gaslighting. 
So even though like we were like, oh, gaslighting is like bad, it has severe impacts. Imagine when people utilize it in micro levels like gender, sexuality, race, nationality, class. Imagine when people actually understand the power that those systems have and they use it against you, right? So politicians. Um, and it was originally understood as an interpersonal psychological dynamic and psychotherapists definitely popularized the term, but people would go and say that as for today, gaslighting more has a social effect and more of a social impact that is more severe. Um, this is more of a fun fact, and um, you know I love to like randomly tell you guys things that I like, learned, but uh, gaslighting was one of the most popular words in 2018. Um, that's saying something. So to gaslight, basically it's referring to the act of undermining another person's reality by denying facts and environments around them or their feelings. So the doctor was denying my reality. I told him that my knee was not in place and was rolling out of the socket. I'm sorry, like, is this TMI for people? I, like, I just clocked in. I'm like, people are going to be here listening like, Zoya, I did not sign up for Grey's. <laughs> no, I never watched Grey's Anatomy. Um, but this man is telling me how I'm feeling and I'm telling him how my body's feeling. You're supposed to be diagnosing me based on the symptoms I give you, not off what you... Was it a busy night? Was it a busy night? <laughs> it wasn't busy for me. I was, I was in a lot of confusion and I was panicking. Um, and so, oh, I have another example. My roommates. Everybody remembers last year when I was in the clutches of horror living with these... I guess I should be nice. Anyway, my roommate stole my food. I had one, this one particular one. Um, she stole my food and she did it twice. And so the second time I had, I knew it was her obviously because I was like, this is literally the same situation that happened like last week. <laughs> I was like, last week you then took these snacks. And so she, like I had gone up to her room. It was like, maybe like 2 a.m. when I like realized like my stuff is missing again and like she had had friends over and that was the same as last time. Last time she had had friends over, my food went missing like the, like at some point I called her actually and I had been like, hey, do you know like where these items went? And I listed to them. I literally listed to her what the items were and she was like, no. And so I was like, okay. Lo and behold, the items were under her bed. I'm like, and, and actually, I'm not stupid because if somebody said these items to you, it would jog your memory. You would be like, mm, you know what I did? I was eating pretzels last night. Actually, it was a pretzel she took, so I shouldn't say that. But like, you, you would sit there and be like, mm, them fuzzy peaches? So I just asked if I ate fuzzy peaches last night. And I did, or I saw my friends eating them. Like, anyway, so the second time it happened, girl, me, I was mad. I was mad. I was furious. And so I was banging on her door that night being like, you wake up. Like I was just knocking on the door. Like I went up. I think I did it like three different times. And so the next day she was like, it was like a whole thing because like she wasn't answering text and phone call. Oh, that's what happened too. Like I didn't, I don't think I went to her room right away. Like she answered text and phone calls and the next morning she wanted to come and cuss and fight with me. Wanted to be like how I'm crazy, all sorts of stuff. I was like, girl, you're stealing stuff. And then want to get mad that I'm mad you took my item. You're mad at me that I'm upset that you're mad that, that I'm mad that you stole. Sorry, that was a tongue twister. You're upset <laughs> that I'm that I'm mad that you stole my stuff. That's what you're mad about, and that I wanted to confront about it. I'm crazy anyway. 
And yes, they were. Yes, that one was that situation. Um, so the target is manipulated into not trusting or believing their cognition, emotions, or environments. These people are telling me to my face, I didn't take your stuff and I see it under your bed. It's not trusting my environment. That is gaslighting. I'm telling you guys, my roommate horror stories, a lot of you know. My my, I used to go to work and my managers would be like, oh, what happened this time? I'm like, can I put my bag down? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. They're, they're good to me, but... <laughs> It was horrible, and everybody knew. Like, I had terrible roommates last year. And gaslighting causes psychological consequences. I can just say I've been scarred for life for having roommates, honestly. And yes, I currently have roommates, but I think everybody knows that I have a love-hate relationship with roommates and all. Those girls scarred me. I have psychological damage. <laughs> I lived through trauma. <laughs> through trauma and somebody people like I also read that people often talk about this like surreal twilight zone I actually tell people that like that is fuzzy to me it's like a memory like it's not real like I don't believe I actually lived through what happened I can't believe that girl trashed the bathroom and there was glass in the toilet this girl dyed her hair dar a dark color then tried to convince us that she didn't dye her the hair dye wasn't hers that she left a mess in the bathroom your hair's another color and then telling people you didn't dye your hair <laughs> this woman gaslit us, I'm telling you. Anyway, I'm going to read um, a blurb from Vox about um, gaslighting. Or is it VOX? I don't know. I don't know. But the phrase originated from a 1938 mystery thriller written by British playwright Patrick Hamilton called Gaslight. Two separate words. Made into a popular movie in 1944 starring Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer. In the film, husband Gregory manipulates his adoring, trusting wife, Paula, into believing that she can no longer trust her own perception of reality. And just like a man, too, anyway. In one pivotal scene, Gregory causes the gas lights in the house to flicker by turning them on in the attic of the house. Yet when Paula asks why the gas lights are flickering, he insists that it's not really happening and it's all in her mind, causing her to doubt her self-perception. Hence, the term gaslighting was born. So, um, why, you asked, did I talk about gaslighting? You're like, Zoya, this is an intersectional podcast. Right now, I feel like you're just explaining definitions to me. Well, let me help you. So, when gaslighting was originally coined, it was referring to the misogynistic emotional abuse, but it's clear that far more of us suffer from gaslighting than we realize, and I think that it's more that we have... A bigger, there's a more bigger impact. Misogyny is important because it's connected to the patriarchy. This idea that you know, men are in, are better and superior, entitled to more. Like, it's not the way. Which is attached to white supremacy. And honestly, guys, if you ever feel like, if you want something to blame, you need a scapegoat. White supremacy is it. She's messed everything up. And every time people go, like, is everything about race? Like, not everything's about race. I'm like, literally everything is about race because you had legislations built in that said, like, these, like, eat black people. I, like, I will throw that fact. I'll tell you guys all the time. They used to eat black people. It's not all about race. Mm, okay. Mm. In the medical books, they don't even know how, like, certain diseases look like really on black skin. They just assume that we all look the same. But we're all supposed to just have, like, white skin and know from their symptoms. Mm, okay. Not everything's about race. Mm. New York had to have a crown act that said 
people are allowed to wear their natural hair to work because people were getting discriminated, black people were getting discriminated against their natural hair and the natural state. Hmm, not everything's about race though. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I mean, think about how detrimental, like, you know, you have some of those friends and they have like those shitty relationships and you're like, oh my gosh, they're so terrible. It's so toxic. It's so bad. Think of it in a larger scale. Think about, think about how racism and like race is impacted. Black women are experiences like stereotypes that they're unbreakable and super strong and that they're the pillars of the community. And at the same time, that's often been used against them because of this strong personality type that it comes across as like angry sometimes. I had my roommate last year, I guess this is the roommate episode is what they really, I should have called it. Um, but my roommate, she, this is a different one than the one who trashed our house, but she kind of went and told me like, oh yeah, I remember, sorry. My glass was like missing, like a bunch of my like dishware was missing that night after I came home from work and I wanted to use them and I don't share my stuff because people always break them and have no care and consideration. And so I noticed my stuff was missing and so I had heard her like come down the stairs and so like I came around the corner from the kitchen and I had been like, hey, um, I'd been like, hey, did you see my, and she right away was like, don't talk to me. I was like, pardon? It's like one of those things where you're jarred. You're like, how could this ever, this girl ever dare disrespect me? Like, it's just, you're like, how do you talk so vile to a person? Anyway, then I was like, pardon? And she was like, like, I'm scared of you. And me, me as a type of person I am, I understand how powerful those words are. And I had been, I was automatically angered by the situation she had put me in, right? She came and she got to play the damsel in distress. And I was the angry black girl, but my stuff was missing. But I'm the angry one. This girl literally was like, I'm afraid of you. I literally told her, I was like, have I ever touched your stuff? She was like, no. I was like, have I ever threatened you? She was like, no. I was like, have I ever put my hands on you? She was like, no. And then I was like, okay. I was like, okay. And I just took a step back. Babies, I called the landlord right after that. Are you dumb? You're scared of me? You guys broke into my room and trashed my room and like stole my stuff and you're scared of me? I'm no guys I actually like it baffles me like every time I talk about my roommates and every like my old roommates I mean and like everybody's like they never believe believe me too like I swear people like people didn't really believe like when I would be like oh my gosh they're like crazy they're terrible but so it's like you know you, the guy gaslit the woman with the the lights and the flickering it wrap that up with racism and privilege having the ability to tell a group of people that they're not experiencing what they are when people constantly tell me that racism isn't that bad or like it's not around, I'm like, you actually are gaslighting because the horrors of like those experiences of generational trauma. Like this summer I was working as um, a research developer and so it uh, basically means I make content. And so I love that research developer. I make content. But anyway, I make content and I got paid for it. And um, one of the videos I was learning about slash like editing and like breaking down, and, like it meant I learned a lot. And they were talking about generational trauma and how your body in response to experiencing trauma will reform its DNA to 
evolve, like better, be better for that, right? So after, that's how we find like body shapes are so differently depending on where you're from because certain groups of people, like, um, like for instance, if you needed to, if you starved, your body will now try to make sure that every food that they take, they hold the weight because they know that they need to hold the food so that they get so much um, like more energy from it if you're not getting food regularly. I said starve, but I just mean like if you're in frequent eating, right? And maybe that's because the weather or the terrain or the environment they were in years ago wasn't good. And so that's why you have that sometimes. Trauma literally changes your DNA. Generational trauma is really a thing. And then people will be like, oh yeah, it's not that deep. And think about it. People will be like, guys, get over slavery. Like, they really will be like, get over slavery. Like, it was a long time ago. Like, I had a girl say that to me one time about, like, um, segregation. And I was like, it's actually really not that long ago because, like, our our grandparents are, like, a lot of our grandparents like, or in some even parents, like, experienced that. And, like, they're still alive. There's pictures of it. What? That's weird. Um, these people, like, get over slavery. And then 9-11 happened, and, like, every year... And that's not to say, like, because, like, really and truly, it's not to say, like, um, that that's not a horrible thing that happened. But people will be like, don't get over that. We will never forget. It's in the title. We will never forget, but slavery is get over it. Because it doesn't benefit people. Because I think it's, like, would make you have to re-examine every system we have in place and we're not willing to do that we're not willing to change because we make money and we live in a capitalist society we wouldn't have the prism set up in the way we would that's modern day slavery guys and honestly sometimes i get mad at the idea where they're like black like the black angry black woman and i'm like why shouldn't i be angry if your children were stolen and sold off wouldn't you be angry if your children were more likely to have an altercation that would with the police that would end in death, wouldn't you be angry? Just because of their skin color, like something you can't change? If you were more likely to be encouraged to enter lower education streams, and I know they recently changed that, like I do know that because like I told you, guys, research developer, I learned a lot this summer. But like, if you, if that was, they were setting you up for less and failure, would you not be angry? I'm just saying. It's the blame game. They really try to put it on you. Like, it's, they're like, it's not me, it's you. You're like, no, no, like, it's actually you in this situation. <laughs> My stuff is missing and you're trying to get mad at me. I would literally not be in, like, um, like, thread, com like, we were, in a, we were in a group chat, like, the old roommates and us. I would not be in a conversation for, like, days because I had work or, like, things to do. Like, I just wouldn't, I really tried not to respond if it wasn't directly to me or about me or involving me. And they would, like, bring up my name being, like, Zoya and, like, fight. And, like, my roommates would, because there was a couple that I had known from before. Because we had a bunch of, like, sublets and those were the horrible roommates. But, like, my OG ones that I intended on staying with the least, the girl was, like, she's not even talking. Like, she's, how... How is she involved? I was like, guys, free me. Free me. Free me. Because this is not fun. Well, that was this week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you'll tune in for next time. Bye.